Hello, my podcast family, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Happy Wednesday to you. I hope you are doing well. I kind of thought it was Thursday, but then I realized, no, it's Wednesday. Obviously, I want the weekend to get here. But let's dive into it today. We're on Psalm 120, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And it reads, In my distress I cried to the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from deceitful tongue. You shall be given who what shall be given to you, or what shall be done to you, you false tongue, sharp arrows of the warrior with coals of the broom tree. Woe is me that I dwell in Mekesh, that I dwell among the tents of Kedar. My soul has dwelt too long with one who hates peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. <laughs> Isn't it nice to have a, sh- a short psalm after sh- a psalm that had 176 verses? Kind of refreshing. But, you know, although this author is unknown and this is a short psalm, it conveys a very simple but pertinent message. And the message is of seeking peace and being peaceful in the middle of a storm. Our psalmist tells us immediately that he is distressed and then he closes the psalm with why. It is unclear if this psalm was written during one of the exiles or just life within the nation of Israel as they fought with their neighboring inhabitants. But there is unrest and discontent, so much so that it causes the psalmist to cry out for help of the Lord. The psalmist begins pleading um, to God, but then he switches in verses 3 and 4 as if he's speaking to those who are actually causing the problem right? It comes as a warning to them whose tongue speaks deceit, that they will be brought to justice by sharp arrows. In other words, they'll be killed, but justice will be served. Then he changes the conversation as if he's then speaking to himself, a lament at his condition. He makes references to two places that are actually people, the first reference he makes is to Mahesh, right? A descendant of Noah's son, Japheth. The second reference is to Kedar, who was the second son of Ishmael. My study Bible states that these names also can be referenced to a region in Asia Minor near the Black Sea. And so could it be that these two, these descendants of these two sons spread within the Asia Minor area, right? And so that's why he refers to them as a place now versus the individual sons of one Noah and then um, Ishmael. But no matter, you know, the background, so to speak, what we know in this psalm is that they are a warring people, right? No matter how much the author and the children of Israel want peace, 
these people from Lakesh and Kedar, they want war. They want the opposite. Do you know of people who, as my mother used to say, just keep up mess? They're always instigating and stirring the pot of confusion and arguments. If you say no, it could be perhaps you're that person. Okay, I'm just kidding. Maybe a little. (laughs) But do a self-reflection and see. I personally think all of us know people like this. And um, we may try to keep our distance from them. However, if they're family members, it becomes a little more challenging, I think, to employ distance. Maybe, maybe not. We're coming, you know, on the, not the heels, but, you know, after Thanksgiving, where it can be very tumultuous when you're with people in your family who keep up mess. And so what do you do? Not go to Thanksgiving? Not go to Christmas? That is an option, but I don't know. It is easier when it's a person, a more distanced person, right? Because you can employ distance. You can distance yourself. And if it is a family member, you can opt not to go to Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas. It is an option. But I think it's another matter when the chaos is an environment that you can't readily escape. Like at the workplace or within immediate family members, you know. Maybe it's a group of family members, you know, or if the chaos is within our communities, you know, if it's your workplace, do you quit? Are you going to quit every time you encounter chaos at your workplace? Are you going to distance yourself from every family member who's disagreeable? Are you going to relocate your home when it's in your communities? It's just not practical to disengage from everyone, you know, to isolate ourselves from the world. No, What we are to do is to learn to have peace, that inner peace that transcends our understanding. This peace is important because we cannot avoid chaotic times or difficult people. We just, we can't. And God doesn't want us to retreat, but he wants us to stand firm in him and allow his peace to transform the atmosphere. When caring for your loved one, you are to create and cultivate an environment of peace. First, you allow the peace that lives within you to resonate outward. And then you do whatever is within your capability to bring peace and allow God to work in others or the situation. Sometimes, the chaos is within our hearts. The worry that comes when caring for a loved one. Therefore, peace must be used to quiet our own minds. Joyce Meyer has a book titled, entitled, The Battlefield of the Mind. And as the title suggests, a lot of the battle that is fought spiritually takes place in our heads, what we think. And if we're not grounded in God's word, we don't have the foundation to combat the thoughts that come from both our flesh and the enemy. And this is why, you know, we read Psalm 119, all 176 verses that continue to drum in in our heads the importance of God's word and instruction, of learning it, of internalizing it. And we do that so that it is embedded in our hearts, so that when the battles come, because they will, we will be able to put them in proper perspective. So let us take an inventory, first of our own minds and hearts. Are they a breeding ground for worry and frustration? If so, 
Invite the Holy Spirit to help you release that anxiety, to release the worry, the anger, the bitterness, whatever it is that is hindering you from having your own peace. And then you turn to your home. Is your home peaceful? If not, what can you do to allow the peace that you now have to permeate your home? And you may need to have some difficult conversations and uninvite some people to your home. But as always with everything, be prayerful before you have those conversations and make that decision. But bring peace. Today, let us work on having peace. That that inner peace that comes from the Holy Spirit that will be within us and will enter and that will come in every room that we enter into. Let us bring peace, right? Remember Paul, when we put on the armor of God, that our feet are rooted in peace. That way, every place that we go, we bring the peace of God with us. Let's pray. Holy God, we thank you for this psalm that reminds us that in a certain extent, living in this world, we are on the battlefield. That there will be chaotic times, difficult times, difficult people, difficult situations. And that you've not called us to run away. But like David, we are to run to Goliath. But we run, Father, with our feet solely grounded in your peace. Allowing your Holy Spirit to bring that inner peace that transcends our own understanding that you usher in that peace that we bring it when we enter the room but in order to have it father in order for us to bring it into the room we have to have that inner peace and so for those of us who are worried who are anxious of the situations that are going on in our lives caring for our loved ones employment school, relationships, spouses, wayward children, things that are going on in our city and local and federal government, just all of that stuff. Father, it's like a warring nation around us. And even though we may want peace and we may want things to work out equitably, there's forces that fight against that from happening. But help us, Father, to allow your spirit to usher in the fruit of the spirit of peace. Not telling us to ignore our surroundings, but to be rooted and grounded in your word, knowing that you will take care of everything. That we can come to you and we can cast our cares on you and knowing that you will take care of what we've given you and that you will work everything out. To allow us to be peaceful in our minds. Help us to create peaceful homes so that our loved ones can thrive, so that they aren't worried by our worry about them. (laughs) Peace, Father. That's what we ask of you today. And that's what we thank you in advance of you giving to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, my podcast family, go and do your inventory. Are you peaceful? And is your home peaceful? And go and minister the act of caregiving in a peaceful home environment 
and then Haywood.